Welcome to Jurassic World. Yes, welcome to Jurassic World Minute where we visit Jurassic World one minute time. Pig loose, pig loose, I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode we're discussing the 24th minute of Jurassic World. Before we get to that, David, uh, no PDA entry for uh, Leon the Raptor Handler, so we're heading over to IMDB to check out Colby Boothman, um, the actor who played the Raptor Handler. Uh, the... The Jurassic Cast podcast, uh, we have played one of their um, interviews before with uh, Richard Schiff when he was talking about Mm the RV on the cliff and that sequence there. They also had an interview with Colby about uh, his scenes in the film, so head over there for a bit of a backstory and a bit of a listen to his thoughts on the film and his part in it. But uh, here, looking at Colby, Again, not really an actor I knew coming into the film. He doesn't have a very big part in here. Uh, he seems to uh, do a lot of stunt work as well. Including some work on Mythbusters, which I was surprised to see. <laughs> Might have been a... Did some wild stunt or something on Mythbusters. You know? Well, it was some sword work by the looks of it. Doing some sword Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting here too. He's credited as Luke Skywalker in the 2015 Battlefront game. Hmm. So... If hey, if you can tell anyone that you played Luke Skywalker, then you you pretty you go pretty know well. He, you know what he might have did is he might have done the um, motion capture work for the lightsaber fights. If oh did, yeah. If he's familiar with swords. Yep. Well, I'll just yeah, I'll go to stunts. Um, stunts Green Lantern. Um, well, yeah, he played him. Yeah, so it must have been stunt where uh, yeah capture. Hmm. Well, yeah, a lot of the stuff I'm seeing here on his IMDb is stuff I haven't seen him in, so... I don't think there's, uh... No, he's had no... No films released in 2020. Only, um, some TV work in 2019, so... He's not a, um, overly busy... Busy person, it looks like, which is a shame. But, um... Yeah, link to that in the show notes if you want to go and check out more of, uh... The raptor handler we get in this minute. Come on. We're the same. We're dogs of war. We know that the military needs to reduce casualties. Some people think that robots are the future. Look, nature gave us the most effective killing machines 75 million years ago. And now we know they can take orders. David, ready to go into minute 24? Sure. As we're in minute 24 of Jurassic World, 
Owen locked himself inside the cage to try and get away from Hoskins as he continued babbling on about how much these raptors should be set free. As we open on minute 24, Owen just stares down Hoskins and says, Do you hear yourself when you talk? Hoskins tells Owen, This is going to happen, with or without you boys. Progress always wins. At the 19 second mark, we can hear a crash of a gate and someone yelling, Pig loose! Pig loose! Owen turns to see Leon, the new employee, running across the catwalks with a noose pole in his hand. He stops on the catwalk above the pig's path and swings the noose pole down and expertly snares the pig around the neck. Unfortunately, Echo has other plans and yanks him off the catwalk as it grabs the pig and Leon lands with a thud on his back. Owen runs for the cage door but hesitates, not quite sure of his next move. Inside the pen, the other raptors have heard the sounds and start approaching Leon snarling. The 38 second mark, Owen opens the interior gate and squats down as it opens up, contemplating his next move. As soon as the gate's open enough, he army crawls under it and runs into the pen, yelling up at the armed men on the catwalks, no no no, hold your fire, do not fire. And he runs to position between the approaching raptors and Leon still sitting on the ground. And as the minute ends, Owen says, you put 12 amps in these animals and they're never going to trust me again as Barry pulls Leon through the half-open gate behind him. Uh, as we continue straight on into minute 24, we get the end of Hoskins' little pitch before uh, After Struggle breeds greatness. He continues, and without that, we end up in a place like this, charging seven bucks for a soda. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't seem to mind that seven bucks, so, seven dollar soda. He certainly steals a couple sips from Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do get that comeback he's, yeah. yeah and it's sort of it's it's not so much um struggle being greatness but just the whole the whole theme park thing where yeah you go to a theme park and you're paying double or three times the price for for food and drink as you would outside yeah but i mean that comes with the territory i remember when people first or when um yeah, when people first started going to Galaxy of or not not Galaxy of Adventure, no, what was it called? Um, the new Disney Disney Star Wars theme park section. Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge, that's it. Galaxy's uh, Galaxy of Adventure is their uh, <laughs> is their mini their cartoon mini series. Well, anyway, people first started going to Galaxy's Edge, and they're like, it's all pay pay for play. I'm like. What did you think was going to happen? This is Disney we're talking about. <laughs> Literally anything you do to have fun there is the mouse asking you how much money you got. <laughs> well, that's it. They've, they've built a life of, from what I've seen, there's a life-size Millennium Falcon there. Like, that sort of mm-hmm. stuff doesn't come easy or cheap. <laughs> no. And everybody's like, well, the drinks are so expensive. I'm like, they're $12 for a large soda. What did you expect? <laughs> you go you go to any park that is like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, that, that's part of the course. Well, no, not, not, not just the theme parks over here anyway. Movie theaters or uh, even sporting yeah. sporting events, you have a lot of people yeah. trying to sneak their own food and drink into uh, yeah, these that, events. So Yeah, same the same here. You go to a 
you go to a game and your baseball game and you're expecting to pay seven dollars for a hot dog and twelve dollars <laughs> for a beer. Yep. But uh, this is where we get Owen back over at the cage door, smiling at Hoskins. Do you hear yourself when you talk? <laughs> which, which is true. He's been monologuing here for the last couple of minutes, going on and on about his evil plans. But um, Hoskins sort of takes a moment and says, "This is going to happen with or without you boys. Progress always wins, man." So we get the the, the threat here from Hoskins that um, whether Owen wants to or not. Which makes me wonder if Owen's working with these raptors, if uh, someone else could come in and start clicking, clicking and talking to them, not being the alpha, whether they'd actually listen. Probably not, but I think that was what the end game was expected to be, Hmm. was you could produce these animals that could follow any trainer's commands, when in, in reality, they only follow his commands because it's he's formed a relationship with these animals. He's spent the time, put in the effort to form a relationship where they're familiar with him, what he does, who he is, what he smells like, what he looks like, and they know they know Owen. They don't. They probably don't know Hoskins. He's probably not there enough to really know who he is. They know Barry. They probably wouldn't listen to him, but they know who he is. Because they probably work with him on a daily basis, you know? Mm. Well, and also, we get two prime examples of that later in the film, mm-hmm. where he tries to approach Blue when her head's in the uh, the cradle, and she reacts <laughs> reacts mm-hmm. to him being there, and then, of course, at the end of the film, with his demise, where he's there talking to her, trying to, uh, trying to save his own life, and she has none of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got some more of those pig noises in the background here too as Owen replies maybe progress should lose for once which <laughs> isn't that just saying you <laughs> you don't want to have a job anymore or... it does kind of, I mean when people say that this is progress uh, it reminds me of um, the, the line from the John Prine song Paradise where the, the line goes um the, it's a, it's an it's a it's a folk song about how in in Paradise Kentucky they brought in mountaintop removal equipment and um, they basically just they tore off the tore off the mountaintop torched the timber and the and one of the line is they wrote it all down to the progress of man mm. and it was, it's just thinking that's how they excuse it oh it's progress well you just destroyed a mountain how is that progress well, we somebody's making money, yeah. But it was a nice looking mountain too. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I could go back to the whole condor debate in Jurassic Park too. <laughs> if we breed condors, <laughs> you wouldn't have nothing to see. Uh... But but John, this wasn't some species exterminated by the building of a dam. Dinosaurs had their shot, and nature selected them for extinction. Exactly. And again, it's sort of, it is it is overplayed a lot in film with movie plots of, well, we're doing this for progress, so we're in the right here, and mm-hmm. a lot of times, yes, yes, you need to um, do some bad things to try and step forward, but... Yeah, or like the, the quote goes, you need, to make an, you need to crack eggs to make an omelette, but... I'd rather it not be my head, my egg, that gets, that gets cracked <laughs> by these raptors, you know? 
well, going off the novel, they've had to they've lost eighty pigs <laughs> to get to this point. Of <laughs> the raptors actually listening to Owen to stop and not go after him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As we learn in a minute, it's going to be eighty-one pigs. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> after a moment of that line uh, sinking in, we hear crash of a gate and someone yelling "pig loose, pig loose." Owen turns to see someone running across the catwalks above the enclosure, and you can see one of the older older. Uh, onlookers in the middle of the uh, catwalks here sort of waving him past um, as the boy's running and we continue to hear that squealing pig and cut to a section of catwalk high up looking down as Leon swings the noose pole over the hand railing and down to expertly snare this pig on its on his first attempt which uh, mm-hmm. is probably why he was hired he's quite a pig wrangler but he's um, he split second mm-hmm. after he's able to do this uh, raptor um, or a blur of it raptor looks like comes Echo, in. based on the colorations. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if she planned this entire thing. You know, I mean, just going by the personality descriptions from the Lego uh, site that when that first came out, when Lego Jurassic World Fairs came out, that she's kind of described as the most kind of basic of the ra- well, not basic, but the most kind of feralized. She's the most like the raptors from the first movie where she's kind of conniving and kind of backstabby so you know mm. well yeah it does raise a question about how how planned this is with the because raptors we're, if... we're going to talk about this for this next minute and the next and or for this minute and the next about how these raptors kind of react to this situation yeah and i think it's interesting because and we learn this i think in either the next minute or the minute after that that leon he's new he's a new hire so he's 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 making a mistake here of trying to wrangle the pig whereas those guys who were waving him down are probably trying to tell him don't bother we'll, yeah. we'll just get a new pig <laughs> well that's exactly right and he does seem to have kung fu grip here too because as the um as that lip goes around the, the pig's neck and the raptor comes in and picks the pig up um he's jolted pretty violently over the side of the uh, the hand mm-hmm. railing but he's only hanging onto the pole by one hand so yeah <laughs> he's got kung fu grip to hang onto that pole enough it, to be pulled I over i don't think he's like really hanging onto it so much as he's just he when it when it tosses in his hands he's gripping it so tight that it just inevitably the force of it inevitably pulls it with him mm-hmm. or pulls him with it you know yeah well you would be expecting to receive the weight of the pig Especially when it's running, um, mm-hmm. you're going to get a jolt from it, so you would be prepared to hang yeah, on to it. Probably a bit not harder. the force of a 180 pound raptor. You know? <laughs> no, no, no. But then I wonder if um, sort of the raptor doesn't seem to notice what it's done when it uh, picks this pig up and run. If if it looked back as oh, it no. ran ran forward, I was gonna say, it... yeah. This whole scene, Ra- Echo doesn't even play a part in it because she's off eating the pig while the rest of them. <laughs> Trying to push Owen towards the door. Yeah, yeah. Well, we get a um, get a bit of a fud here as he performs the perfect. I think they call it a pratfall, where you do the forward somersault into the bag, um, landing I'm on the ground. Didn't break his spine. I mean, that's a really hard fall from <laughs> what 15, 20 feet. He bounces. He bounces when he, he hits does. the ground. <laughs> yep. And um, we cut to two of the Raptors. I think it's Blue and uh, Blue and uh, Blue and Charlie here snap their heads around, um, obviously hearing him hit the ground and I'm gonna I'm gonna just say 
the um, someone pushes the raptor call buttons on a keyboard. We're going to get to this later in the film as well, where wherever we have the raptors on scene or off screen, they um, the vocalizations and some of the noises they make aren't really what you'd expect for what the raptors are actually doing. Uh, yeah, a lot of just those raptor sound effects being played for the, f- the sake of it and not actually to help. Yeah, and I do think it's kind of interesting where the arm positions are on these raptors. And the, in the first Jurassic Park movie, the raptors' arms were always kind of straight ahead, kind of bunny-armed, uh, right straight ahead of front, in front of the body. It was never kind of off to the side, kind of chicken-winging it. And, they, and that's what they're <laughs> doing here is they're kind of chicken-winging with their arms, which is kind of a callback to their uh, bird-like nature. Hmm. But we get a, a cut to a very concerned-looking Owen as he runs forward towards the entry gate to the enclosure and then sort of stops short. Uh, you can see not really entirely sure on what his next move will be here as he assesses the situation, but inside the enclosure, Blue and the raptors begin to fan out as they slowly walk towards the fallen Leon. Uh, instinctively, he starts crawling backwards um, away from them. And uh, as those raptor c- computer keys are pushed again... Uh, Owen sort of runs to the gate controls and opens the entry gate to the enclosure. We get a bit of an alarm as he crouches down beside the uh, the opening gate, and you can see that look he's scared shitless on his face of uh, the thought of what he's about to do. I I don't think he's been in close proximity to these animals since that eight that eight weeks, <laughs> and he knows it. But it's sort of funny here too, we see here now the second controls Owen's push to open or close or lock a gate. If the raptors were to find themselves in these sort of areas, in these caged areas, you'd think that they'd know how to push these buttons. Um, it doesn't seem really safe to uh, to contain the raptors just having a push button control panel to open or close the gates. But uh, Barry runs up to the gate beside Hoskins and sort of yells, Owen, no. But... Uh, Owen doesn't even wait for the gate to fully open. He gets down and army crawls under it as it's opening and runs out and puts himself in a position between the raptors and Leon calling up to the guards that have now appeared up top. Uh, hold. No, 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 hold your fire. Yeah, he says, don't put the 12 amps into these animals. I'll never trust them again, which is interesting because it seems that he believes if a human were to attack these animals that their trust in all all humans would kind of um, disappear, kind of like a dog that's been whipped and beaten by a bad owner now would potentially fear all humans, you know? Mm. Yeah, it'd be interesting too with the um, the timing. If they, if they immediately shot the raptors before he was on the scene, whether they would sort of, after the fact, hold him responsible as well. If they well, could... that may have been another another reason why he was so quick to get in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he, he runs straight up and gets himself in between between the Raptors and Leon, which is not somewhere I'd want to be. No. Back at the cage door, uh, the exterior door opens, uh, opened by Barry, and he sort of runs runs up to the, uh, the interior door and hits the gate controls to get it to stop raising halfway up. And we can again hear Owen in the background yelling to the guys up top, hold your fire, do not fire. And it's interesting, I mean, even to the point where, and we'll talk about this more when we get to it next minute, but even to the point where um, 
where Owen gets right between Leon and the Raptors, you can see them start pushing Owen back. You can see they're formulating a way to get themselves through those gates too, you know? Well, that's it. They never, no one ever fully stops here. Like, even as he runs in and gets between them, Leon's still crawling backwards, and as he yells out to the guards about the 12 amps, you can see Leon's nearly back to the gate. And the minute it actually ends with Barry helping him under the, the half-open gate, which is sort of... It's only been a few seconds, but the whole time here, Owen's been calling out to the guards up top not to fire and hasn't once addressed Blue. We get that pretty much the first second in the next minute, but he's sort of leaving leaving talking to the Raptors to the last minute. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's at that point where it's just him and the Raptors, and I think... He's in a way almost trying to turn it into a into a mock training exercise. Don't eat the pig in this case. Don't eat the alpha. <laughs> <laughs> well, also too, if 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 Blue had planned this to uh, to escape, mm-hmm. having Owen run in here where she had a perfectly victim on the ground in front of him may have startled and slowed her up a little bit too, but. As you said, they're moving. They're slowly, they're slowly fanning out and uh, working out what they're going to do to Owen before he has a chance to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Getting over to the novel comparisons a little bit more here. It's actually Barry that laughs and asks Hoskins if he can hear himself when he talks, not Owen. Uh, Barry's still next to him here and hasn't left like he did in the film. Um, the young handler goes to rescue the pig from the enclosure when it suddenly bolts from him, pulling him into the pen. So we don't actually get the pig loose situation in the novel. It's the uh, the handler's going to get that pig that was still sitting over against the enclosure wall. And we get uh, Barry yelling, man down in the pen, uh, which is something different to the pig loose. Well, I think uh, the pig loose also begs the question, how did the pig get loose? Because we know that it's kind of a trapdoor situation where the pig goes through the door and they immediately shut the door. But there's still those little air circles or air holes in the door and if the raptor is smart enough could probably potentially stick her claws under that door and lift it up and get the pig back out Mm. which makes me think this was partially planned by the raptors yeah well this time and presumably times before they've seen that pig run into that well this time anyway they've seen that pig run into that trap door and they've put two Mm -hmm. to two together because there's no external locking mechanisms on that slide so possibly yeah exactly Yep. Very clever. Uh, the pig runs into the nearby bushes, but the raptors make quick work of it. <laughs> so that makes 81 pigs in the training exercise. Uh, they then emerge into the opening area, walking directly for the handler on the ground. Free-armed Jurassic World troopers aimed or aim their electric rifles at the raptors. One yells, targeting raptors Blue, Charlie, Delta, and Ecto. Ecto. Echo. And Owen and the crew are still up on the catwalk here in the novel. They haven't gone down to ground level. Um, he runs to where the handler was pulled over the railing and jumps down between he and the approaching raptors. So we talked about how far the handler fell onto his back before. Uh, in the novel, Owen jumps down into the pen to get yeah. between the two, which... He would have broken a leg. Would... <laughs> does, does that imply the catwalk's not as high in the novel? If, if that's the case, how have the raptors not jumped up? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's definitely a lot better the way they did in the movie where they're already down in that area. Yeah, 
I wonder if it's just uh, they've done a little bit of a rewrite on the script to add Pig Loose and to have Owen jump, uh, Owen, and that already be on the ground because in the film, if if that was the case and Owen had jumped down, then you'd be seriously questioning how have the raptors when he's there feeding those rats how the raptors not jumping up and taking the rats out of his hand <laughs> or just getting the bucket off there if they know that's got rats in it mm-hmm. but that's uh that's been at 24 uh david anything else you want to discuss before we get out of here for today no i think we're good all right 